I ended up finding out that his there was like a death of somebody that was close to him. So I went to the funeral to go look for Tim. <laughs> That's crazy. And I guess I didn't get the memo that you're supposed to wear like black, all oh, black geez. when you go to a funeral. Oh, so I walked, in, I walked in looking like Easter Sunday, khaki pants, blue polo shirt, like everything. You must have got some looks. Oh, well, then on top of it, the the back door, like the door that everybody goes in was locked for some reason. So I had to walk from the front of the church all the way to the back. And every like as it's happening and people like all look, look at me as I'm walking by. Hey, I'm Brandon from Promises Cap Collective. This is the Hey, How's It Going show, and I'm here with Alex Aladondo, who does vocals for the band Scarlet, which is a hard-hitting modern rock band from Wisconsin. Scarlet recently signed to Rind Records in December of 2019 and have released two singles since then. Hey, Alex, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantastic, dude. Just been waiting, uh, scheduling a bunch of stuff all day and looking forward to this. So it's uh, good to talk with you, man. Yeah, no, I've I've never done one of these things before, so it should be interesting. Well, I hope it, I hope it'd be a good for, uh good first time for you. Right. Um. So sweet. Yeah. So, how did you get the band game Scarlet? The band. Oh God. Well, you know, a lot of people have asked me this over the years, and I I usually would just lie to them because I was like too embarrassed to tell them what it was. But I guess I'll like tell you that I'll be honest with you. We just met each other, but I'll be honest with you. Uh. Mm -hmm. I did. Uh, it's always a girl. I dated this girl when I was 20, and she she worked at a nursing home, and they at work they'd call it like her nickname was Scarlet because she had red hair. So she told me that one time, and I don't know for some reason that just like stuck with me, like her telling me that that nickname. So then we ended up breaking up, and that's that's quite the story. That's usually a, a good one of the crowd pleaser, but we broke really? up. And, you know, yeah, we broke up and uh, she, uh, I don't know, I just, I, you know, like me, most musicians do, they write about their like heartaches or whatever happens. And it was very emotional time in my life. And I kind of just ran with it. And the whole first album is pretty much based around what I was going through and came up with the name. And then it, it just worked. The color, it's a name, it's good branding. And yeah. All right. So, yeah, uh, I'm kind of curious now about the ex-girlfriend story. Is that something you want to talk about? I'll I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Um, what is it? I met her. I met her on Facebook, of course, social media. And um, I'm trying to figure out where to start. All right. First phone conversation I ever have with her. I'm like trying to make small talk. And I say, so what's your room look like? What do you mean? What, what's my room look like? Like decorations. Like what do you got in your room? My walls are black. My bed's black. My curtains are black. My carpet's black. Furniture's black. I'm like, is, is that your favorite color? No. Gray is my favorite color. I'm like, well, that's pretty much the same thing. But like decorations, what do you have in your room? Well, I have a Ouija board, a couple pentagram stars, a crystal ball. You'll have to meet my dolls. I'm like, oh, wait meet your dolls like they're people yeah they sit at the foot of my bed and watch me sleep and i'm like what? uh she's like what is that weird or something i'm like yeah yeah that's a little weird they make movies about stuff like that she's like well what does your room look like she's trying to get me back and i'm like uh i'm laying in bed i'm like uh my walls are blue my bed's blue i got a picture of jesus christ on the wall you probably don't like that and she's like actually i i don't I'm just thinking, well, I'm kind of tired. I think I'm going to go. But I ended up dating her. Really? Yep, yeah, I ended up dating her. That was the, she was, there was another thing too. There's all, there was all kinds of things, a plethora of things that happened with her. But she, um, I think probably like the pinnacle of it was she ghosted me for like two weeks and I had no idea like what I did, what I said. And she ends up inviting me over to her house after she's done ghosting me and we're sitting on the couch and I'm thinking like, I'm going to bring it up. Like, there's no way you don't bring it up. 
So I asked her, I was like, why, what happened? Did I make you upset or something? She's like, no, I, I relapsed. And I'm thinking like, wait, what you, you relapsed? Yeah, I relapsed. What'd you relapse on? And she said, guess. I'm like, you're going to make me guess right now. Like, this is a game. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, well, just, just guess. And I'm, so I guess like the dumbest thing ever, like I was just hoping to God that she was overreacting. And I was like, did you over, did you like redo, re, did you relapse on like weed? Please tell me you're being completely dumb right now. And she's like, no, it was, it was meth. <laughs> like I freaked out. I freaked out for like 15, I think 15 or 10 minutes. So I was like, I'm dating a meth head. I, I'm not a meth head. You're a meth head. You relapsed on meth. And yeah, I freaked out. And then at the end of it, I ended up telling her like, you know, at the end of the day, it's your life. You get to do whatever you want to do with it. But the moment it starts interfering with our relationship is when I'm going to have to leave. And she like agreed to it. But then I was feeling all high and mighty because I just told her, I was like, yeah, I don't want to see these drugs. So I was feeling high and mighty. And I was like, and all that satanic shit, I don't want to see it anymore. So then she hid the dolls. But then I was scared because I was like, oh, the dolls are like, they're going to be mad because I made her hide them. Oh shit. So like what happened from there? Um she was gonna go to this concert in Green Bay or I mean um uh, in Chicago and she called me like that night and said like I'm in the emergency room, I like whatever and I'm thinking that she's in Chicago, so I'm like like what happened? What happened? And it turns out she never left home because she had to she had like health issues and um I think I don't know what it was. I still don't know, but I think it had something to do with like, like drug, drug use or something. I have no idea because she was a pretty healthy girl. So yeah, then she was in the hospital. I told her I was going to come visit her. And then I went to her and I called her and called her and nothing. And yeah, I haven't heard from her since. That's crazy, dude. You kind of broke up there for a second. I don't know if it was your internet or mine, but it's all right. Um, I heard most of it. So, like, how long did you date again? Uh, like three, three months, three and a half months, something like that. That's crazy. A lot of stuff happened. Her ex-boyfriend stabbed her, like, what is it called? Her, like, dashboard with a knife and, like, cut out a piece of it. And, like, <laughs> what the fuck? That's crazy. I don't know. I don't want to like have to deal with people like that. I mean, it's entertaining, but only when I hear the stories, not when I have to live them. Yeah, no, for real. So like, um, again, how did you, <laughs> after hearing that story, I kind of forgot why I asked you the question. I was like, oh yeah, band name. So you named your band after this ex-girlfriend for what reason? I, I don't know. Cause I guess I was just dealing with a lot of like emotional turmoil at the time and I like dug into my like emotions and just like made art out of it. I don't know. Okay. Interesting. All right. <laughs> nice. That's definitely one of the more intense uh, stories of uh, band names. I've heard. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. Uh, all right. So uh, you do vocals and who are the, who are the band members, the rest of them, what all, what all do you play? Uh, you're asking like who they are. Yeah. What, the, what are their names? Well, the the original band is not the members that are in it now. We actually just got a new drummer. His name's Ryan Thomas. Um, he just graduated from college at UW Oshkosh, and he also like more recently just got signed. He's a signed um, what like a signed drummer, I guess, percussionist under Scorpion Percussion. So he gets he's like an endorsed drummer, which is pretty neat. Um, <clears throat> the guitarist Luke Varanth, I met him in. Milwaukee when we were going to college there and uh yeah he's I think he's 20 21 something like that but he's probably the best guitarist I've ever met and my bass player is like 42 okay hey, nothing wrong with that I met him on Craigslist like a good three of my friends are like 13 to 20 years older than me so okay yeah yeah Chris is kind of like well his name's Chris Caldy uh he he's kind of like a like a dad. It's it's odd. He's like a band dad. Like he kind of like keeps you level level headed a little bit. 
Okay. Even though when we did a radio interview, the person asked him like, where do you see yourselves in a year? And Chris, he answered, he was like, well, I see myself headlining stadiums. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And I'm like, yeah, you're the level-headed one, right? Call the big game. He's like, yeah, like you know, you gotta you gotta shoot for things like that. You know, think small and you you'll do small. So Yeah, I mean for real. Like I try to think big. Not too big, but I don't I don't like, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be like podcasting in like middle, you know, big stadiums, but you know, I try to keep it real. Right. Not like in a year you're doing headlining stadiums. I mean Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I think it works for you. It works for you. It keeps you motivated. Yeah. Uh, what you do when your year comes up and you're not there yet. I don't know, but. <laughs> well, I think we're coming up on a year from that interview and we have not headlined a stadium. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. We did. We did open for Saving Able, though. That was cool. That was I've, in August. I've heard of them. I just don't think i've heard their music oh no you have you heard one of their songs it's like i'm so addicted to oh that's them okay yeah jeez yeah. dad rock yeah it was dad rock they there was a line outside the venue like what, maybe like an hour before that was pretty cool but and then we were gonna open for buck cherry at um in oshkosh at some arena but that ended up not panning out so all right so we're almost there. <laughs> almost. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so how did you guys uh, form the band? How did you all meet and all that? Well, I was 20 when I came up with the idea, and I wrote all the songs on the first album, and then I had them. I got them all recorded, and I didn't have a band. So I was like, well, I got to find a band now. So I went I did what – I'm not sure if people still do this, but I was like, it's worked in the past. I'll just go to Craigslist. Okay. I like went to Craigslist and I found, I found the guitarist and it was weird. Cause you know, when you're emailing through like Craigslist, like they don't know who you are, right? Well, yeah. you, don't, you don't think they know who you are. <laughs> and uh, he, he emailed back this dude. It was like, is your name Zondo by chance? And I'm thinking like, Oh my God, how does this Craigslist dude know who I am? <laughs> so then it turns out we knew each other from like four years ago like once we knew each other for like a week and then he came over but well the bass player came from him too they were friends but that's quite the story he can't his name was tim it, oh my god so the, i'll just let you know now my life is really a story like there's things that are always happening um so tim comes over First band practice goes great. It was it was very good. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's set up another one. So we set up another one, and he never showed up. And I was thinking, like, oh, maybe he forgot. You know, you give him benefit of the doubt. And he, I called him straight to voicemail, texted him, nothing. I waited, like, two days, and I'm like, like this kid just, like, is he ignoring me? Like, I don't know what's happening. I end up finding out that his I – wonder, I wonder, like, if he's going to watch this. I end up finding out – that his there was like a death of somebody that was close to him so i went to the funeral to go look for tim that's crazy and i guess i didn't get the memo that you're supposed to wear like black all black when you go to a funeral so I i walked in looking like easter sunday khaki pants blue polo shirt like everything you must have got some looks. Oh, well, then on top of it, the the back door, like the door that everybody goes in, was locked for some reason. So I had to walk from the front of the church all the way to the back. And every like as it's happening, and people like all look look at me as I'm walking by. And I'm looking in the audience trying to find him. I'm like, <laughs> so then I bring it up after because I couldn't find him. I bring it up and I'm like, hey you guys like you guys know tim and they're like yeah i went to high school with them like whatever i'm like yeah i think it's weird that he's not here and they all just shut up they all stopped talking and they all left like we were in a circle and they all just like dispersed and i'm thinking like what happened to this kid like did am i not, why am i not supposed to bring up his name so then i found out where he worked 
And I went to his job right after that. And I'm thinking like, I'll, oh, I'll tell him like, I went to the funeral, like, I, I you couldn't make it because you were at work. And I went there and, and I asked like, hey, is Tim here? And they're like, no, he hasn't shown up in the past couple days. He just hasn't shown up. And I'm thinking like, well, that's weird because he's not answering my phone calls. So a week goes by, I'm driving past his job again, just by chance. And I'm thinking, I'm going to go in there. And if they tell me they haven't heard from him or seen from him, I'm going to tell them to call the police because I don't know what happened to this kid. He just vaporized. So I, I pull up in the, I pull up in the parking lot and I see this dude coming out of the store and it looks just like Tim. So I'm thinking like, there's no way that's Tim. So I'm like, Hey Tim, it's me. He turns and looks, he's like, and just sprints to his car. And I'm thinking like, oh no, there's no way you're getting away from me. I've been looking at you. I've been looking for you for like two weeks. So I run him down, <laughs> chase him down in the, in the parking lot. He gets in his car, starts it up. And he's like trying to like quickly get out of there. I'm knocking on the window. He's reverse. He's like going in reverse. I'm knocking. I'm like, Tim, it's me. Tim, are you serious right now? And he hits the gas and like peels out. I'm th- and I, I literally stood there in the parking lot thinking like, where's Ashton Kutcher? Like where? with the fucking trucker hat like yeah. where dude because i just got punked and i'm just thinking like there's no way that was tim there's no way somebody would act like that so i go in the store and i'm like hey is tim here I'm like yeah he's in the back i'm thinking like can you go get him because that's i don't know who i just harassed <laughs> like, <laughs> that's nuts and then uh she comes back she's like he's not here anymore but he was he was here and i'm thinking like I, I literally told her, I was like, I must have just missed them. Well, can you tell him that I've been looking for him and I'm just worried about his safety and whatever, whatever? She said, yeah, sure. So I'm driving home and I start getting text messages from him saying like, I'm sorry. I realize how much of an ass I made out of myself. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of can't like be in the band if you. You're still there? to be like yeah so then he ended up staying in the band for like a year and a half after that we became friends so yeah that's great so like what was the funeral all about somebody somebody had died and i just went to the funeral to try to find tim i oh, knew, okay i don't know that guy i just went all to right. a funeral that's that's great that's a yeah you're pretty good storytelling that's uh <laughs> like <laughs> That was that was a roller coaster. Yeah, I. Well, then the drummer, the last like member of the band that was like one of the founding members, was my brother. So that's how that happened. He was just he was already there. <clears throat> All right, interesting. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely excited for one of my later questions. Now I think you'll definitely make that one interesting. Perfect. Um. <laughs> All right, sweet. So, how would you describe your music to somebody who's never listened to music before? Never listen to music? Yeah, just in general. Helen Keller, okay. Um, <clears throat> I would probably say it's it's in your face. So, like, it's up-tempo, it's in your face, and um, that's hard. If they've never listened to music before, I've never encountered anybody like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought of that. I was like, never listened to your music before, and I was like, what about just music in general? I'm like, that, that's interesting. How would you do that? It's like I'm I don't want to be like I don't know. Here, I will I will try to do, answer this question. It's it's in your face. It's it's aggressive, but it's also not overly aggressive. It's it's musical while still getting an like an emotional response out of it. Okay. So, I mean, right. that's how I would respond like respond to that question, but I think I'm biased, so <laughs> <laughs> how would you describe music to somebody who's never lived before is is that a question no it's okay i don't know yeah it's <laughs> just me being dumb um so do you want to thank anyone for where you are right now just in general is like who i am as a person or like musically band who are you just anyone anything um, I really have to show appreciation to my parents. Um, I watched a, when I graduated eighth grade, uh, they had me, I thought it was a good idea 
to perform at my eighth grade graduation party in my garage for all the people that came. And I watched the video like recently, a couple months ago, and I was thinking, this is God awful. If, if my kid did that, I would have been like, I know music, you really like it, but let's, let's try to find something else, something you're maybe better at. <laughs> so yeah, just the fact that they've been there to like support me through all of it. And, uh, before I could drive, they would take me to all my like music lessons and classes and stuff. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of parents would have been not as supportive if their kid wasn't good right off the bat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's good that you have that support system. Yeah. So my parents, um, I mean, obviously all my like music teachers that I've had over the years, and I think there's too many to list, but since I'm primarily a vocalist, I would say, um, Philip Baruth at uh, Lawrence University in Wisconsin and Appleton. I was he teaches at the conservatory there, so I was taking lessons when I was in like seventh through what twelfth grade. So yeah. So uh, I heard through the grapevine that Scarlett's getting a feature with Post Malone. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you you got a new song coming out soon, right? Right. Yeah. Um. With everything that's been going on, um, just, you know, can I say it? The, the coronavirus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, this with everything that's been going on, we got a new song coming out. It's uh, just kind of relatable to what's happening. And I think that, you know, I don't know. It's like what musicians do and what artists do. They take on current events or emotions that they're feeling and they put it into their craft. So okay. I thought that was something that, I would do. So when's it coming out? Um, <clears throat> well, my handle, well, my handle, the band's handle is uh, Scarlet Official Band. So you can find it on our Instagram. I'm sure we'll have a link on there since it'll be in, in the description or on our Facebook page. We'll probably have a video up for it. Um, you can also find us on Spotify. You just look up Scarlet, um, whatever, like Scarlet and the name of the song or Scarlet, what it's like to be a beast, something like that. Okay. But yeah, you can find it on the iTunes Store, the Apple Store, the Google Play Store, anywhere that you really listen to music. So, anything else you want to plug? Um, no. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, nice. So, do you believe in ghosts? Oh yeah, no that that's real. It's real. It is. What like ghosts? Like no. yeah, ghosts, phantoms, demons. It's all real. Okay. Why? You don't, mean, do you not believe in it? I'm skeptical, but I, I like I, I enjoy ghost stories a lot. So I, I like to ask people if they if they have any. Oh my god. Do I have a ghost story? Uh I don't I don't think I well I must. At some point I must I just can't remember it because how would I know how would I be so adamant like, oh that shit's real? Yeah, yeah. I don't I just know that that stuff's real. Like there's like purgatory and stuff like that. Like souls don't, I don't know. So souls will like linger around and stuff like that. It's real. You don't mess with it either. Like I'll never, I will never ever. Can you believe it? I'm so like demons are real. The devil's real. And I dated a satanic girl. Not even, not even like a girl that didn't have a religion. She was satanic. Like, I, it's real, though. Was I, she, like, satanic or Wiccan? No, she was straight satanic. She told me she was like, I am satanic. Oh, okay. So, there That's was interesting. A, yeah, I know. It's, but I didn't tell my mom that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I've always um, never, like, met a satanic person, ever. Um, I have met Wiccans, though, and I always favored them over the satanist people. I don't know anything against them. Believe what you want to believe. I couldn't give a fuck, but um, I've always just, you know. I, I just remember. I just remembered another story. So like, she, she called me one day, and it was rare for her to call me, but she called me, and she was like, "I'm thinking about getting another tattoo. I'm trying to be supportive." So I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's awesome. What are you? What are you gonna get? Where are you gonna get it?" She's like, uh, "I'm gonna get it on my ass." I'm like, "Why would you get it on your ass?" So my mom doesn't see. Like, what are you getting that you only want your mom to see? 
And she's like, I'll send you a picture. I'm like, or you could just tell me right now on the phone. No, no, no. I'll just send you a picture. She sends me a picture of it's a Ouija board, but instead of it being a normal Ouija board, it says, I have come to do the devil's work. And I'm like, that's crazy. I tell her, I was like, especially like at that time, what I mean, I'm only four years older, but like, I don't know. I feel like I've seen more stuff now. I'm more open to stuff now, but I told her, I was like, honestly, if you get that, I, I don't know if we can be together anymore. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't like look down and see that. <laughs> That's crazy. So she was like, Oh, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I, I can't do that. So then she was like, okay, well I'll call up the artist and we'll like change it up. We'll see what we can do. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go over there like a week later and <clears throat> it, like her tattoo, it's bumped. And I'm like, I was like, well, well, what do you got? Nothing. I'm like, let me see it. She shows me. She got the tattoo. And I was like, do you want me to break up with you? Is that what you want? And she's like, well, the thing is, is that when I called you and you told me that you'd break up with me if I got it, I already had it. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. All right. Well, I guess I can't break up with you now because you already had it. <laughs> No, I would have been. I would have been like, bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't. There's a lot. Okay, you've seen Seinfeld, right? No, I don't like watch TV. Oh, okay, well, essentially, if, if you ever watch Seinfeld, my life for a good portion of it was Seinfeld. It's just like getting into situations and, and, and them. <laughs> So he broke up a little bit the last five seconds. You want to like repeat that? So like for the past couple of years of my life, like Seinfeld was my life. Like it, the, sh- the show, if you ever watch it, it's about like getting into situations and then finding the worst possible way of getting out. And that was like my life. I just did that. No nope. choice. It just happened. <laughs> so yeah, that's that sounds interesting. I think I've, I've, you know, I've definitely seen, bits and pieces of it i've just never like sat down and watched it mm-hmm. so it's interesting oh yeah it's uh i mean my life's kind of like cooled down cooled down a little bit since oh i think for like the past year kind of cooled down that was like when i graduated too so maybe the fact that i'm not hanging around like college campus that probably like i'm hanging out with like older people now and not in a society of just kids that's probably why crazy things aren't happening all the time yeah probably yeah when i hang out i used to hang around certain people and think crazy shit would happen so right yeah um yeah yeah i didn't want to get into it but that's nuts <laughs> you've got some stories but like i said I'm, I'm looking forward to a question that's coming up near the end of the episode so okay um uh, where were we uh so yeah did you Wanna, did you have a ghost story or did we lose track of subjects? A ghost story? I don't think, I can't come up with one right now, but I, I am very adamant that whole realm of like the spirit world is real. And I don't, I do not try to like venture into it. Okay. So, well, if you think of one uh, while we're doing this, just feel free to interrupt me because I'd love to hear it. All right. Um, what did you want to be when you were 10 years old? When I was 10? Yeah. I don't know if I was 10 years old, but I remember what I wanted to be at a young age. And like when I'm a kid, it makes sense. But looking back, like looking now, I'm like, that wouldn't work. Um, I wanted to be a dentist and a race car driver. Okay. And I had it all figured out. I was going to be a dentist. And then my race car like sponsor was going to be Colgate right on the hood. It was like, it was all figured out, but I do neither one of those now, so <laughs> didn't really work out. Now you're just a vocalist or band with a lot of stories. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I'd like to think there's more to me than just that, but <laughs> I know what I know so far. You know, we just met like yesterday, so right. Um, I'm actually going to law school in the fall, so that'll be fun. Well, that's that's interesting. What are you going to be like a lawyer or? Yeah, I want to be an entertainment lawyer. So still keep it like within the entertainment industry, but you know, more of like uh, the legal side of it. Interesting. 
So yeah. Um, what makes you want to do that? Um, <clears throat> I just know that, well, okay. I know that musicians a lot of the time get taken advantage of. And right. Especially like, well, like when I started doing like, started getting like into contract stuff, like where I had to sign contracts and everything, I was like reading these contracts and kind of knew what was going on, but didn't fully understand what was going on. And I guess I, I'm thinking like, I can't be the only one that feels this way. So I kind of just want to like help out the music community and, you know, do some entertainment law. Cool. That's cool. Um, yep. <clears throat> like how you going to like start your own practice or could you, could you repeat that please? Are you, are you planning on like starting your own practice when you get your degree or what would I mean, you do work for a company? I, I would think I'd work for a company first and not open up my own firm. And I mean, I'm talking like years down the road. I don't really know what's going to happen. I just know that I have the next like three slash four years of my life figured out because I'll be in school. Okay. Go. What kind of degree is that? Like, you know, four year, three, four, any longer than that? What is uh, the deal? Three year full time. And I don't plan on making it any longer than that. Okay. <laughs> That's all your classes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a, like, a, is it set? Like you're going to like already going to a college picked out, yeah. got accepted and everything. Yeah, I got accepted and I'm on the wait list for a couple other schools. So we're just kind of, well now this whole like pandemic things going on. So I don't really know if that plays into like the wait list or like what's going on. And I mean, I, I know what school I really want to go to. I'm on their wait list. So I'm just kind of seeing what's happening. Okay. Yeah. So you were saying you had to reschedule till you know, now later on, uh, earlier this morning. Um, so like, because I guess your state, you said your state was locking down or something quarantine. Well, What's going on with that? it was, uh, I was told that, that they're, that they were going to do it. They haven't done it yet, but I was told today that they were going to do it in the near future. Like Illinois just did it and California did it. Like what is, I forgot what it's called where they, the like official name is like where you have to like stay at home or something. And, um, only like grocery stores or gas stations, stuff like that stays open. So I don't know. It's crazy. It really is. It doesn't, it doesn't feel real. I know yeah. that Philadelphia or Pennsylvania, I mean, uh, I think as of tonight, I think, yeah, no, last night, as of last night at 1201, they uh most businesses are shut down that's crazy like everybody's out of work and shit unless you work in the healthcare field yeah you know, like firefighters and shit police. exactly and my mom's one of those people my mom is a she's a pathologist so like she's going to work every day she's like going through it and i don't i don't know it's just crazy like okay i was driving home the other day and we have a gas station in wisconsin it's called quick trip you ever heard of quick trip no. Oh, like if you talk to anybody from Wisconsin, I'm not exaggerating. We know what Quick Trip is, and it's our favorite place to go get gas. We love it. Okay. Well, I was gonna go. I was gonna stop at Quick Trip, and I'm thinking like, oh wait, I can't stop at Quick Trip because they shut all the restaurants down and like they serve food. It was just crazy. Like I, I, I mean, I'm only like 24, but I can't. I've never even heard of a time when like you couldn't go get food somewhere. Like you couldn't eat into a rest, like you couldn't dine in. You couldn't, mm, like, yeah, like it's, freedom it's on everything on them. I don't know. It's just crazy. It doesn't feel real. It feels like a movie. Yeah, in my state, uh, I live in Rhode Island, and schools are like shut down. Um, <clears throat> you can't eat out anywhere. You can only do takeout. A lot of stores are closing down. A lot of stores' shelves are empty. Yeah. Um, uh, and <clears throat> you know, so kids are like doing school online, I guess. Yeah. Um, from home and of course all the kids are home and daycares are closed so like i don't know what parents are doing because they're still working at this point right right places i don't think a lot of a lot of places haven't quite shut down yet uh and my job most likely won't shut down um i don't do healthcare, but i do communications for contracted for verizon and verizon just doesn't fucking shut down because if communications go out then there'll be pandemonium and shit yeah um so my job is kind of vital. It's kind of, it's not quite exactly in the same area of like healthcare, obviously, 
but my job will definitely be one of the last to shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh was another. I mean, the grocery stores they're like hire at least around here. I don't, I can't speak about like anywhere else, but around here they're hiring on the spot. He's like, you just they because they can't keep up with like the stocking. They need people to work there, you know. Yeah. And uh, I went to so like to entertain myself before like it really got real before like things started shutting down. I went to uh, I went to Meyer like the grocery store and uh, like a big one big big grocery store and I'm thinking like what what are people like what are we selling out of here what are people buying what do they think they need and I I was a little disappointed uh, all the hot dogs were gone all the ketchup was gone like the mustard was fine fully stocked <laughs> gone plenty of mustard very thin. And I, so then I'm like, I'm walking some more and I see, I go down the, the frozen food aisle and I'm thinking like, Ooh, TV dinners, these are going to be gone. Oddly enough, they weren't gone. Like there was a healthy amount of them. And I was like, I turn around and I'm like, Oh my God, the French fries, they're all gone. Oh my God. People, people think they need French fries. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And I'm just, and so then I walk on a little bit more and I see uh, an empty, like a uh, empty freezer box, like big, big box. And I'm thinking like, it's not, what is this? It's what was this? Cause it's empty. <laughs> so like I look, I go read the label. It was the frozen waffles. Frozen frozen waffles. <laughs> yeah. And I like look over at the next one, the ice cream box all gone. And- I was, uh, I was pretty psyched, uh, mad because it wasn't like I like smoothies a whole lot. I mentioned that earlier. This is a smoothie. I drink like eight of these a day because I take Adderall and Adderall takes away your appetite. But like I need to and it makes it hard for me to eat. Like I can force myself, but it makes me like gag and stuff. It's it's rough. I don't know what it does to me, but I can drink like anything. No problem. So I drink smoothies so I don't get headaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I drink those throughout the day and at night, like right before I go to bed, I usually like eat something. Um, but. So I drink a bunch of those a day. I think I've had like five today. Um, and anyways, uh, I went like, I think a week ago to get fruit and there was none. There was like one bag and there was a hole in it. So I was like, well, fuck, I'm not oh, buying that. No. <laughs> but I, and, but so I, I still had some at home. So I just like, you know, whatever. I, I'll just grab some yogurt. There's no yogurt except for the strawberry flavored, which was, yeah. it was like 30 of them. I was like, why? Like they, they they take the they take the regular yogurt and the vanilla yogurt, but they don't like strawberry. So I yeah. bought like four of them. It's strange. It's it's like it's a really good way to. It's like a social experiment. You can like see what people really want. It's weird. Yeah, I didn't buy four because I wanted to stock up. I bought four because I I legit use like half to one a day. So it oh. got me basically four days. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't trying to like stock up. It, that's not how it is. It's, right. Wasn't being that selfish. I just use a lot. Well, I mean, if nobody's buying it, I, I guess. It yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like there's a good amount of them. <laughs> and I was like, uh, why are they? Everything else was gone except for the strawberry yogurt. And I was like, OK, can you can you answer this for me? Why? I mean, I don't know what in your thought, in your mind. Why do you think all the toilet paper is gone? Uh, I, I, I don't fucking know, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of other things that are gone, but for some reason, the thing we got highlighted was toilet paper. I don't know. Uh, you just like buy a bidet or I don't, shower. Well, I don't understand why the toilet paper has to be all gone. Like this disease does not make you have any digestive problems. Yeah, I right. I don't get why this is a thing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that a lot of things are just gone and that just happened to be one of the things that people were like, yeah, got to get toilet paper. Um, I, I, I truly don't know why. I think um, probably only, had something to do with the media. Um, the only thing I can think is that people use toilet paper instead of Kleenexes or like face tissues because it's cheaper. That's the only thing I can think. Yeah, nobody brought. There was still plenty of paper towels, and I know that a lot of people that have septic systems can't like flush paper towels, but like you know most people don't. Uh, so like I don't see why people aren't just like cutting paper towel rolls in half granted they are more expensive but if it's really that bad you could simply if you don't have a septic system cut paper towel in half and put it in your toilet paper roll holder or even just use it for toilet paper right i saw that meme online i was like that's great for people who don't have septic systems yeah but there's still like a lot of toilet paper 
Uh, I mean, TP at most stores. Not not TP. I just said toilet paper and TP at the same time. Uh, paper towels. That's I'm, fine. That's I've fine. been awake all day. Um, yeah, to think I have to record another one after this. That should be fun. Um, busy man. What? You're a busy man. Busy man. I try to be. Um, if I, you know, if I didn't book anything, I'd just be depressed and stuff. So I try to book as much as possible and just work on the show as much as I can. All right. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun stuff. I enjoy doing it. So, um, if you could, oh wait, where was it? Oh yeah, I moved it while I wasn't paying attention. So, lost my spot. If you could choose only one song to play every time you walked in the room for the rest of your life, uh, this would be any song, one of yours, one in, that's not anything. Uh, what song would it be? It only, I only get one, no matter the scenario, right? Yeah, just one, one room, one song. Um, oh, I thought about it. Oh, I know. All of the Lights by Kanye West. What song? What room would that be? My room. No, I don't know. <laughs> like, I thought I thought you were just saying every room. You no, know, just just a room. It's not very. I, I got to rewrite the question. I've been meaning to for a while now. Oh. But hmm. I mean, I really like that song. I'm gonna stick with that song. I gotta find all of the lights around, baby. Yeah. Like that, right. Yeah, yeah. It's through like the loudspeaker, though, right? Like everybody hears it, not just me. Um, whatever's funner. I don't know. I think it'd be. If fun. it's just you, and you're like, turn that song on, and everybody else is like, what are you talking about? I think that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Or like if I walk into the bar and it's just it just like turns on the moment I walk in. Yeah. That'd be cool. All of the lights, all of the lights. Yeah. People are just like, oh, fucking, he's here again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd be like, how does he do that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd probably be the song. And I, you know what? Let's just make it every room. Let's make it my anthem. Okay. Well, fine. Walk into your room. It's fucking him again. I hate yeah. that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. There'd be one person who'd be like, yeah, I fucking love this song. Yeah, there's always that one guy. <laughs> the one guy that nobody else likes either. So. I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm that guy, though, so. Um, I'm always into, like, the weird shit nobody else seems to like. Oh. Um, What's, uh, it's a little odd. Like, I have to, like, Normally, like I was saying earlier, like I have my questions uh, on split screen with the actual like recording, like so split recording here and then in the same screen questions. But I've moved my questions here and it takes like a, a little bit more brain power to look to the left. I'm like partially autistic, so just that probably makes more sense. But I like lose my place more easily. Okay. And I'm noticing things. Important. Okay. But anyways, um. It's if so you released a music video for the song. Uh, what is what it's like to be a beast? What can you tell me about that? Like recording it, process of it, and all that. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. I had the guitar riff for I think it was over a year. I had that guitar riff. I think a year and a half. And so I had like the structure of the rough structure of the song, <clears throat> and then I wrote the lyrics really quickly because the studio had like was gonna have studio time uh in two weeks he was like we can get you in in two weeks or you're gonna have to wait two months and i'm thinking i don't have time to wait two months so yeah, I'd, go for, I'd go for two weeks instantly right so i just had to like sit down and crank out all these songs i, I wrote like nine songs in two weeks that's that's insane yeah it's hard to like I, know make... what, I write music too so i know what it's like to write write a song that's that's rough that's intense yeah, and I had to like write them and demo them so that I know what's going on and whatever. Uh, we had just lost our drummer too, so that was good. I had to get an answer for that. But I guess for this song in particular, I wanted to write a song about um, like manipulation. <clears throat> and I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm going to write a song about that. Who's the master manipulator? And I'm thinking about it. And since I come from like a like a religious background, like my upbringing was like pretty religious. Um, I was like, well, the devil, the devil's the master manipulator. So I just kind of wrote it from the point of view of like the devil. And in the chorus, I 
use a lot of phrases or words that you would use to describe the devil. Yeah, it's not it's not a song about you know, rock. Now I'm like getting worked up. <laughs> I'm getting overwhelmed. You know how like people say the stigma towards rock music is like you're yelling or like it's like devil music or whatever. And so now <laughs> like, oh, the song, song yeah, the, the, the stigma behind like metal and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, people are like it's about the devil. Like if you if you listen to the words though, it's I'm not telling you to like be one with the devil. I'm telling you to like don't fall into like the yeah, devil. people don't listen to the real meaning. They just hear one word and write it off as like something it's not. Right. Well, that's the headline. They don't so. get the context. Yeah, it's a song about like not falling into the devil's manipulation. That's what it's about. Mm. So okay, that's cool. Yeah, sweet. Could be um, a song. <laughs> so, like, what was it like recording the music video? Oh, the music video? That took, like, three days. Uh, it was only two people. It was myself, like, recording-wise, like, crew. It was myself and my video guy, Will Comas. Check him out. At Will Till Fulfill on Instagram. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we did it for three days. I directed it. He shot it. We did it with pretty much one camera. We had We did have two cameras, but... The majority of it's just one camera and one guy operating it. So I think we we really wanted to like push our um, video making ability like abilities and like really showcase what we could do. Cause usually like all our videos in the past, we kind of just made them up on the spot that like the day of had a rough outline and just was like, all right, we're just gonna make it up. But for this one, we actually like came up with a script, we came up with a storyline, we came up with a plot. And we blocked out like times and it was a lot more organized, you know, put in what well, to us seemed like a lot more effort, but it's probably just, you know, regular effort from everybody else that makes videos. Yeah. 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 It's definitely a lot of effort you put into a music video and a lot of people will, like write it off as like, oh, it's whatever, man. Nice job. You know, but they don't realize what it actually takes to, you know, make one. Yeah, it was a lot. It was it was a bit of work. It was the most like group. Uh, it was probably like the biggest project that I've done video wise. Oh, without a question, not even probably without a question. That was like the biggest video project I've ever done. And I mean, we're doing pretty well on it. Like it's we've gotten like eighty thousand views on it. So that's that's really that's fantastic. Cool. Yeah, and on YouTube or what's, what's it's, it's exclusively on Facebook for right now. And uh, we're going to be uploading it to all of our pages, like Instagram TV or YouTube, our website, uh, I think next week sometime. So okay. yeah, exclusively for our YouTube like people. If you could trade places with any other person for a week, famous or not, living or dead, real or fictional, who would it be? Uh, <laughs> that, okay, I never thought about that before. Uh, any Any other person? living or dead i mean it'd be pretty cool to be like well wait can i can i go back in time on this can i be like you're dead but like does it have to be current day or can i be like in the 80s or the 70s then yeah that's fine okay i'd probably be michael jackson when he was like at his peak canceled what do you mean (laughs) it's a joke man um so like why oh because he was on top like he was he was michael jackson like beat it came out can't fucking top that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I never really liked Michael Jackson, but I can definitely understand that because uh, he was, you know, the king of pop. So it'd be like the like an icon. Really, just you could translate it to anything. You'd be like, I mean, I wouldn't want to be this guy, but another equivalent to it would be like being in Guns and Roses, like at their peak, or like Motley Crue at their peak, or like I don't even I don't even know another one. Like right now. Um, but yeah, basically, like just being at like the top, top of the food chain. That'd be pretty yeah. cool. What's your favorite movie? I like Terminator Two. Really? Do you like the uh, Avenger movies or Marvel movies at all? I've only seen uh, the first two Avengers movies. Avengers. So I take it you, you don't really care about them. I mean, I like them. It's just like they're always coming out, and I don't know. I like older movies more because it's more like they had to shoot everything in real, real life. Like, you don't like, like the CGI thing. 
I mean, like, it's cool, but I, I know I'm not sold on it. I know it's not real. Like, yeah, okay. So you like more realistic shit, not the fantasy stuff. So yeah. that's okay. Like they just shoot everything practically. Like, yeah. Like um, like the Blues Brothers. You ever watch that movie? Um, no. I think I own it. I just never seen it. They like they dropped a a car. Like they had they had to like have this car drop from a helicopter because they like they needed the shot. Like they needed the shot of this car like coming down like stories and stories. So like, how do we do it? Well, we got the helicopter. We bring the car up and just cut the line, and it comes slamming down. It's just like wow, they actually did that. Like <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, they, they used to do a lot of crazy practical effects. You ever seen the clip of the train like driving off a cliff? Like, yeah. Um, where like it was a black and white clip, but they actually like spent like thousands of dollars, maybe even more than that, on like a train crash, where like the train legit just fell off a cliff. I know that they like a, ta- a technique or whatever that they would use is they do everything like to scale. They'd make it like a super tiny scale and like a little train and then they'd drive it off and make it look like with the camera angles that it was like the real thing. I That could be what they did, but I, I could have swore this was like an actual life-size thing. It might have been. I could be wrong though. It's probably, what that sounds more realistic what you said though. Uh, I could have just read something that was fake. I know in like Terminator 2. You ever watch that movie? Uh, I No, I don't. I've seen, I think I've seen bits and pieces. Um, that's that's the one with the female, right? The female robot? No, right. that's three. Number two is like the liquid metal dude. Oh, okay, yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. They uh, There's like a scene where they had the, like the, what, LA? LA like blows up from a nuclear bomb. And so like all the city. Oh, yeah, then uh, the, the girls like holding onto the fence at the playground. Yeah, yeah. Terrified me. Everything gets white, and it's yeah. just, how did they do that? Like, well, they they built like a little a little LA on like a table, and then just like took air and just like blew it all away. That's crazy. Yeah. What do you like? What would you do if you got like a nuclear alert on your phone? Like, you know, did you hear about the Hawaii disaster like last year? Yeah. Years ago? I, I mean, what would you do in that situation? What can you do? Like, it's if it's gonna hit you. There's nothing you can do. Uh, I guess, how would you feel if it, like, say you were in the Hawaii situation and it was all just, like, not happening? It was, like, that was an accident. Like, uh, they had a really stupid UI and they just clicked the wrong thing. So it was all, like, a, a not a hoax, but a false alarm. So what would you do if you found out it was a false alarm? Would you want to, like, sue the government or whatever? I'd be, I'd probably be pretty upset, but at the same time, I'd be happy. I'd be like relieved. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. I don't think, I don't think you can sue the government over that. I mean, maybe you can, but I don't, I I would think you could. I don't know. I don't, I never looked it up, but I never heard about anybody ever doing that. And I was like very, I remember thinking that's like, why didn't that happen? It's like, that's a, that people thought thousands of people, maybe, I don't know how many people live in, maybe like millions of people thought they were going to like die and shit. Like there's gotta be some kind of, I figured there'd be some sort of like compensation. Well, I, I remember them saying it. I remember hearing that if one of those things is going to go off, you're supposed to get into a, a like one of those old refrigerators. Oh, that's some, no, that, yeah, a lead refrigerator. I don't think that would actually save you. That's supposed to protect you from radiation. Um, That's all that does, though. Not I don't, I'm feeling that if that thing's going off, it's going off. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like they say to get indoors. Um, not that that would help you if you're anywhere near the blast radius. Oh no, you'd be done. Yeah, you'd be done. Um, you'd be done. There's really nothing you can do. Are any strange or crazy experiences? Well, my like I was telling you earlier, my life is just like these these stories that like things that aren't supposed to happen to people happen to me. So yes, yes, there's plenty. Um, What's the craziest thing you ever experienced? Oh God. Um. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like say something. People be like, "That's not crazy." This is say what you want. Like, this is your time to shine, man. Okay. I mean, it it doesn't have to be like crazy bad. Like, it's just something like that doesn't happen. Strangest thing, just the oddest, craziest, you know, whatever. All right. Interesting story. You know. 
All right. I, this happened to me about a year ago. I went on a road trip with my friend because I'm, I'm originally from Alabama. Okay. I'm, I'm from Mobile, Alabama. Okay. So, um, I decided that I wanted to go back and like visit where I was from and just check it out. So I got my friend in the car and we drove down to, we drove down there and, um, we got all the way down to the university of Alabama and then we were going to spend the night there. And uh, I was like, well, you know what? Let's like, let's go out to the bars. Like, you know, like we're at the university of Alabama. So then, uh, I'm thinking like, well, we don't even know where to go. Well, how do you figure out where to go? Open up the Snapchat map and check out what the hot spots are. <laughs> like, okay. So that's what we did. We were like, so we went to this, we went to some bar. I don't remember the name of it. And, uh, I meet this girl and we ended up exchanging Snapchat Snapchats and I was thinking like, I'm never going to see you ever again. So yeah, sure. You can have my Snapchat, whatever. <laughs> so then I, <clears throat> I leave, like I end up coming back home after the road trip's done and her and I start talking and then we end up getting along like really well. And she invites me to her sorority party at, at like at school. And I'm thinking like, well, yeah, I'll go. So I get on an airplane to go back down there and go visit her. And I asked my friend, well, we went to three parties in one day. And I was, it was supposed to be four. And I messed up. I, I don't, I don't usually drink, but I'm like really good at drinking. Okay. So I messed up and we, I was filling up the red solo cup with vodka. And I oh like, God. I honestly, I, I wasn't trying to like flex on anybody. I, I just messed up because I wasn't paying attention. And I look back and the cup is like almost to the brim of like just vodka. Oh my God. And she's like, you're supposed to mix it. And I'm like, and I'm like trying to play it off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I knew that. I like put like a little bit of orange juice in it. Like, <laughs> it was like a splash. And then she's like, are you going to drink that? And I'm thinking like, I'm not going to like back out now. It's in the cup. You can't like try putting it back in the bottle. So I was like, yeah, why wouldn't I? So I just did the whole thing all at once. And then she was like, oh my God, that, that was impressive. Do it again. What? <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I mean, I'll do it again if you want. Yeah, I'll do it again. Start like filling it up. And I'm looking at it this time thinking like, oh my God, we're doing this again. So I like, I stop a little bit short of the like full and then I was like, all right. And now everybody's got their phone out. I'm like, all right, we're going to do it. And I did it again. And, uh, there was this girl there with her Russian boyfriend and she said to him like, bitch, you need to get on his level. And I'm like, no, no, no. Don't make me try to out drink this dude because I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> well then whatever it hit me. I think it hit me like 15 minutes later, just like a, like a wave. And I almost lit my hand on fire cause I was playing with the stove. Um, I was playing with the blender and she asked me, she's like, I thought you said you don't drink. I don't cause now I'm drawing my dome. And she's like, well then wh why, why'd you do that? Like, I don't get it. I'm like, you want me to be, you want me to be honest? Yeah. I want you to tell me the truth. I'm like, because this party is fucking lame. <laughs> but then, then she's like, she started laughing and I'm, and I, so I'm laughing and she's like, you thought this was the party? I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, yeah, it's a party. Look, it's a party. She's like, this is the pregame. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> so like, she put me on, you know how girls do this. They put you on like picture duty, like Instagram duty. No. Well, they do that. They're okay. like, take my picture or like whatever, take our picture. So I'm like, she gives me the phone to take her pictures. And I'm like, I'm like just blasted. And I'm like, like it's going all, I can't fucking take a picture. Okay. I end up just sitting in the chair and I'm like slumped over like this. <laughs> so let me go to the real party and she uh oh that's right we got to ride in a coach bus to this party it's oh like a well-funded thing and like i went to school in wisconsin like we don't have a big greek life like that not like down south <clears throat> so uh we're pulling up and this big mansion with the white pillars and everything and 
she's like is like it looks really nice doesn't it? i'm like yeah it looks it looks awesome she's like it kind of has a dark history though I'm like what do you mean it used to be a plantation and i was like isn't that just normal history for you <laughs> like and she's like oh my, i can't believe you said that i'm like what it's true you guys used to do that like, yeah i know <laughs> so then I get, and then there's, there's security at this party. Like I had to RSVP on my phone through some app to prove I was who I was. And so they let me in and now I'm like stumbling cause I'm, I've continued to drink throughout all this. And then I'm oh drinking God. this party and um, I'm, I've suddenly become that guy that like is like kind of not walking straight. <laughs> I am that guy now. And I'm like, I'm going to embrace it. <laughs> so then uh, she's like, whatever we end up uh leaving and she's like it's time to go like we gotta go i'm like okay I'll, I'll meet you there she's like we're leaving now so i'm like oh okay i'm coming so i'm like trying to get to the bus as soon as i like as fast as i can it's like uh that call of duty thing you know like when mason you ever played black ops oh no i don't play any video games oh okay well there's like a portion where like you can't like walk fast you're like stumbling around and so that's me trying to get to this bus I finally start going up the stairs to like inside the bus and I, I get up the stairs and I go, Hey everybody. And the bus driver hits the gas and I fall on the floor. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like everybody's like, Oh my God, control him. And she's like, you, you fell down. You're so drunk. I'm like the bus driver hit the gas. He wasn't helping me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Let me go to another party. Some girl's 21st birthday party. And then, yeah, another one. Another one's the bar after that. The bar that I met her in, which was weird deja vu. And there was more of that. And yeah, there, I mean, there's more to that story, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to share that. So that's the strangest thing that ever happened to you. What's the funniest thing that ever happened to you? The funniest thing. Oh, oh no. Um, okay. I, I don't remember how old I was. I, I wasn't 21. That's why I was going to that strip club. But I went to this strip club with my friend and it was his birthday. So I bought him the bachelor special where there's two types of bachelor specials at this place. There's ones where like, you know, it's like the real bachelor special. And then there's another one where they beat your ass. So I, I like paid for the, for him to get his ass beat in front of everybody. So like <clears throat> bouncer comes on the mic and he's like, all right, like, it's time. Is Corey in the house? And I'm like, he's right here. <laughs> Called him out. They bring him on stage. And, I mean, I don't really know if I should say exactly what they did to him, but they did a lot of things to him that I laughed nonstop. And they, okay, I'll tell you one thing they did. You know, like like a like a titty twister, right? You know, you know how that is. Yeah. Like, they did that. And then they grabbed it with the other hand and twisted it more. Oh my god! <laughs> like, they were just like torturing this dude, and I'm oh my god, this is so funny. He like he looks over at me and the other guy that I'm with, and he's like, "You guys are assholes." And like one of the strippers is like, "What'd you call me?" <laughs> what the fuck? It was, I'd be so mad. Oh oh yeah. It was. It wasn't good. That definitely put a strain on our relationship, but it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> so what did the what the stripper do after after you know she said that? Well, they were doing this thing where the the bouncer was like, "Oh no, ladies, it looks like he's not breathing. Time to give him CPR." So they had him lay on the ground flat, his hands behind his back, and there were two strippers. So like one was on each side of him on their knees. And they would like reach up and like slam down on him, like back and forth, like one, two, one, two. So she's like, oh, fuck. What, "What'd you call me?" What the? <laughs> like, that's like criminal. <laughs> it was. It was like criminal. <laughs> the fuck they doing at the strip club? <laughs> so funny that I've I've been saying that for years. That was the funniest moment of my life. <laughs> That I'd be terrified. That's what the fuck. I don't. That's crazy, dude. I don't know. All right. Well, interesting. Um, you were thinking that was going to be the answer. <laughs> like, okay. All right. Cool. 
Um, all right, man. Well, uh, you have anything you want to plug before we leave? Uh, just shout out all your stuff, everything, all of it. Um, well, you can find all the, uh, our website is scarletofficialband.com. Handle for Instagram is below, but it's Scarlet Official Band. Find us on YouTube, Scarlet. Uh, Facebook, you can find us, Scarlet. Our logo is uh, a chick with red hair. Well, now she's got a quarantine mask over her face, but yeah. That's, that's uh, interesting. My video guy, Will, uh, handle Will Till Fulfill, makes all my videos. Um, the girl in our latest music video, What It's Like to Be a Beast, M. Wolfang, she's a YouTuber. She's like a social media influencer, so got to plug her, of course. Of course. And yeah, I mean, just if you're ever in Wisconsin, come check out a Scarlet show. I mean, God knows how long that's going to be. But you can check out all our stuff on the internet, our YouTube videos, our Facebook videos, stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know that I'll ever go to Wisconsin, um, but if you ever go on tour and come to Rhode Island, let me know. I'll go to your show. Well, before this whole thing started, we were looking at coming to Pennsylvania. So, I mean, it's closer, but. Yeah. Boston you like or, Boston you or like New York. Do I let what? You like to drive? Uh, not that much. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I've made long drives before, 20 something hour drives. And I was like, yep, yeah, never again. I did it seven times. And I was like, yeah, I did it again. So, anyways, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show. You're always welcome back on anytime. Uh, just let me know. This has been Alex. Uh, he's the vocalist of Scarlet, which is a hard-hitting modern rock band from Wisconsin. Scarlet recently re signed to Rand Records in December of 2019 and released two singles since then. This is the Hey, How's It Going, Joe?